Welcome to the Victory Church Podcast, where we will be interviewing Pastors Lewis and Carla Kiros. They have been in ministry for 36 years and have been married for 36 years. All three of their children have been raised in the house of God and are active in the church today. We will be diving into topics that will help us as believers deepen our walk with God and live out the life-changing promises in so God. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Today we'll be discussing the topic of what is the purpose of the church. So, with no further ado, we'll go ahead and get right into it. So, Pastor Kiros, what do you see that the purpose of the church is? I know a lot of people have kind of a different perspective because they come from different backgrounds, they were taught different things, but what do you see as the purpose of the church? I believe that uh, one of the main purposes of the church is to remain true to the Word of God. Uh, I have seen in years of ministry uh, uh, a trend of uh, compromise getting into, into the church in general. Uh, we need to maintain as Christians uh, the, standard, the standard that God re- requires from every believer. And a church should never, never, never get into, into uh, following the culture. We're supposed to change the culture, not following it. So that's what you mean by compromises. You mean by Th- that's right. allowing culture to affect the church instead of the other way around. Yes, yes. So, Pastor, Pastor Carla, what do you think that the, the purpose of the church is and, and what it should be and how it should be viewed by, by someone else? Well, the Bible declares that Jesus is the head of the church. And so he knows exactly what a church should look like, sound like, be like, um, and who to reach and how to reach people. Um, when he was in the synagogue, the Bible says he went to the synagogue, as was his custom, as should be our custom. Um, and the Bible says that they handed him the book of Isaiah, and he opened it to uh, Luke, or in Isaiah, he opened it. Um, and in Luke chapter 4, it says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, he has sent me to announce release and pardon and forgiveness to the captives. Um, when people are captive, held captive by sin and they think it's fun for a season, and it is fun for a season, but there's always a price tag and, a, and there's misery that comes with sin. So when we're at the end of that and there's no hope left, what do you do? Jesus said, that's the person I'm coming after. Mm-hmm. He said, I didn't come after somebody who's um, all, you know, saved. He said, I'm coming after the person who's sick and needs a physician. Yeah. And so when he says, I'm coming after people, that's who he wants in the church. He wants people who have addiction problems and who have uh, uh, maybe going through a divorce or a custody battle or they're going through um, uh, maybe bad memories or a loss of a loved one. And he wants to heal those brokenhearted people. And he wants to set captives free. And he wants to open the uh, blinded eyes so that we can see how to live in the abundant life that Jesus has provided for us. So he, he's, he just wants people, yeah. and he wants to love people, and he wants to love people into being healed and set free from whatever it is that binds them. Yeah, I think that's important because when you really think about what place the church should have in the community, well, what did Jesus originally intend it to be? Right. And I think a lot of times we get into traditions that God never and Jesus really never intended for. Right. And that perspective... We, it takes us even to further routes that kind of get away from the message being Christ and then what he was sent to do and that we're supposed to echo that same walk, that same call that he had for us. So we also have with us 
um, youth leaders in our church, um, Jordan Kiros and Christina Kiros. Jordan, uh, ask you first, what do you see? And I know that you're, you, you kind of, you know, you have, you have a young family and there are a lot of people in your realm and people that you talk to on a daily basis that have an idea of the purpose of the church, but there are a lot of times you get in conversations and you're like, you know, this is what the Bible says, and, and people are kind of even taken aback because they're not they're not really aware. So what do you see the purpose of the church being? I think the number one thing is to kind of echo what Pastor um, has already said, is that the church should believe the whole Bible. Yeah. Should never compromise on the Word of God. <clears throat> and... You know, having a, a you know being married and having a young family, um, it's very important that I raise my kids in a place that teaches the truth, believe the whole Bible, doesn't try to skip out on anything or try to compromise or try to be cool or current right. uh, with the culture. Yeah, it has to. If I, I want to go to a place that is that challenges me, yeah, that changes me. That's huge. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Right, because they're prideful and they, you know, they think that they want, you know, their way is the best way. And they yeah. want to serve a God who serves them, right? Instead of, you know, a God that we need to serve, right? So, you know, this church, you know, is a place that our kids know that they have a place they need to serve God. Yeah, just like my wife and I do. It's very important for us um, to, to to be in a church that. It's not about religion, mm-hmm. because the Bible says that you know, let your kingdom come. Yeah. Not a, let your religion come. No, it says let your kingdom come. Yeah, that's good. And your will be done. Yeah, it's a way. It's a way. It's a lifestyle. It's, yeah. it's an atmosphere that you that you live in. Yeah. And we live in a in a time where there's so much information out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are so information overloaded. Mm-hmm. And we forget that the way through life is sometimes through revelation, not information. Mm-hmm. And I cannot understand the Bible without revelation. Right. Because there's so much depth to it that, that God has for us. And it's important, important that the church follows the whole Bible. Yeah. Doesn't fold pages or take pages out or right. skips over things, but really gives it to us how the Bible says it what it really means, and revelation that comes to it so that I can raise my kids, I can have a wonderful marriage. And you know, by that, even in our circles, we've had conversations where uh, other people in our community don't you know, know what fun is in the church. Mm-hmm. And church is fun. Yeah. Being a Christian is fun. Oh, yeah. And that brings me back to what you said. Like, when I get revelation, it's fun, for one, but I can't be so caught up into thinking that I know enough to where I don't challenge myself or challenge what I thought I found out. And I think a lot of people get off to where they stop consulting a pastor. They stop consulting their pastor. And one thing that kind of keeps me in check is when I feel like I've gotten revelation or something or a new knowledge, I'll check and make sure that one agrees with my pastor, but agrees with the rest of the word of God, the way that I know it, or else, you know, I have to go back to the, you know, try to figure it out, you know, and, and really get the true meaning or understanding behind it. Yeah, it, it reminds me of, of, in the Bible, where the people really screamed for a king mm-hmm. besides the king of kings. Right. And God said, okay, fine, if that's what you want. And so we live in a society where we want to pick our pastor, we want to pick our church, 
instead of God pick our pastor yeah. and God pick our church. Yeah, that's good. So I can live a life where I have a wonderful marriage, wonderful kids, knowing that I'm going to have to live a life of change, or I can risk it all to go where I want to because it feels good mm-hmm. and it serves me instead of me being in a place that I have to serve. Yeah, that's good. So, I, I mean, I, I believe that today we need to be shown something that's real, mm-hmm. not something that's fake, phony, you know, how else will we know what's real unless we have real pastors and mm-hmm. that believe the real word. So, Christina, I'll ask you next. What do you think that the purpose of the church is and, and the, the representation it should have in its community? Well, um, I'll just start out by saying that um, I was saved when I was pretty young. And um, growing up, my family moved around a lot. We were in different churches, you know, every time we moved. Um, different denominations. And um, so I saw a lot of different belief systems, I guess, is what you would say. Um, And it wasn't until really I started coming to this church uh, that I truly felt challenged in my faith. And I felt, um, or I could actually see change in my life. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with maturity, but also just getting real results. And I think the purpose of the church is is also to to meet needs and to see those needs being met right, in people. Be changed, right? right, you should you should be challenged. You should see the change in your own life, but also giving to other people. You're you're getting so much, yeah. you know, giving that to other people and seeing change in other other people's lives, whether it's you know through prayer or through fellowship with other people or um, you know meeting their their needs day-to-day needs, whatever it is, just seeing that change and seeing growth in yourself and in other people. And I I honestly can't say that I, I saw that at every church that we went to. Right. It was very, and like I said, it could be just maturity, but I, it was very stagnant, mm-hmm. very, um, there was no movement, there was no growth. It was just very comfortable yeah. also. Yeah, I think that's huge to actually bring to church an expectation. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually huge to bring to church an expectation because it, one, it's, it's not, it's not a walk that we can just, you know, just be an attender and then not have anything to give God and God say, I need something to work with. Our faith was meant to be exercised. Our faith was right. meant to be put to use. Right. And a lot of times we come to church with no expectation, so we don't leave with any change. We don't leave with anything. And in that we kind of sometimes take church for granted and we and we can go to church a long time and still miss the purpose of it and still not get anything out of it. Right. So Will, I'll ask you as well, what what have you seen, you know, in church growing up and what do you feel the purpose of the church really is? Yeah, so I uh I've been in church my entire life. Yeah. Um I think the first maybe fifteen years of my life I was free Methodist and then my parents and I moved to a non denominational church for the next 15 years, and then I've spent the last three here, and I mean, every church has its own strengths and its own weaknesses, and what I found is that, I mean, ultimately it all boils down to their strengths are how well that church brings the kingdom from heaven to earth. I like that. Um, And 
what I found that makes you know this particular church such a good fit for me and my family is the balance between love fulfilling all of the laws of the prophets, you know, love God first with all your heart, soul, and mind, love your neighbor as yourself. But some churches that I've been to have lost iron sharpens iron. And yeah. I had, well, there's a speaker here, I can't remember which one it was, very skilled speaker though, um, that mentioned, you know, iron sharpening iron is a violent process. There's friction, there's, I mean, it's literally a grinding. And a church that fulfills all the laws of the prophets, but doesn't help you grind off those things in your life that you need to, I mean, perspective changes or habits that need addressed. Because yes. yeah. um, Jordan just touched on this a moment ago, but um, I mean, the Bible's very clear on the things that we're told to do, and we are supposed to help each other with our struggles. And that's not just the, um, the struggles that come up on us, for instance, disease, or it's also some of the struggles like things we purposefully allow in our lives. Right. Uh, so I think that the purpose of the church is to teach us how to use the Bible to bring the kingdom into our lives in a sense of balancing um, conviction with also loving. Yeah, that's good. I, I think that a lot of times people can kind of miss the balance, and that is where you get into some traditions and denominations that are kind of loosey-goosey and out there and are kind of teaching, you know, and you don't know who to take seriously. And I think that that's, that's probably some of the times the scariest thing for people is mm, to, yeah. to go to a church and just be totally weirded out because, one, maybe they don't have an understanding or maybe the church doesn't have an understanding of what they're putting into practice. And to have that balance is so huge and so critical. And I think you kind of have to go to the Word of God to find what the balance really should be. Uh, we can't really get around that, and a lot of people would love to, but we really can't. That's our that's our basis of direction. Um, so yeah, I wanted to ask you, Pastor Kiros, what what did the church look like back when you first started in ministry, as opposed to now? What changes have you seen? And I know you, in the beginning you talked a little bit about um, how the church has come it has been kind of accepting a compromise. Uh, a lot of churches have. So what? Uh, uh, along with that, what other changes have you seen, you know, back when you would, were first going in with church and in with ministry, as opposed to now being at 36 years later? Uh, to be real, I believe it, it was more unambiguous uh, back then. Uh, somebody who, who came to Jesus would change their life. Mm -hmm. I saw it more often than I see it today. Right. Mm -hmm. um, to give an example, I, I, I was an alcoholic before I was found by Jesus. Mm. When I had my encounter with him, when I got saved, when he saved me, he delivered me. Uh, and that was about 40 years ago. It was, there was no... Uh, wondering, you know, uh, did he do something? He really saved me. He delivered me. Yeah. He he picked me up. He took me from one place and, and put me in another place. Uh, today, I hear that uh, ministers take their church to, to, to the bar to drink. You know, it, it, it's so, the culture has invaded yeah. the church in general. Uh, and, and what I see, you know, is something that I cannot accept. Uh, so, uh, again, bringing the point of compromise, uh, we want to be a church that doesn't compromise. And what is wrong with that? You, you mentioned 
pastoralship bringing their congregation and maybe members of their congregation to the bar and, and socially drink? What is the problem with that? The problem with that is that it's a different kind of life. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that a, a, a bar represents the world. Uh, I don't. I have never seen a Christian bar, right? Unless you have, uh, you know, uh, soda pop or something to, you know. But I have never seen any, any, any bar that. Uh, I mean, uh, being an ex-alcoholic, I know what we do in the bars, mm -hmm. you know, and we don't go with any good intentions to the bar, right? You know, it's it's a lifestyle yeah. that you that takes you to the bar, yeah. You, you, you can't, it's not the same just, just in any other place. You go to, to where other mm -hmm. people do the same thing and think the same way. Uh, you don't go to the bar to talk about Jesus. You go to the bar to drink. Yeah, that's, 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 that, that nails it, I feel like. I think a lot of people will get in their mind that certain things are okay when, and not just in drinking, but in certain other aspects where also things may seem okay if there is no change and i think that once we start getting involved and we start actually allowing god to work on us once we get involved in a good church our habits start to change our desires start to change we won't want to do that anymore you know we won't we won't even think it won't be a, a, a thought anymore once we actually start living a life that walks close with god you know that that won't be something that pulls at us you know and, and some people it may it may start to pull it because you know they may have dealt with it in the past but god is able to break it off and deliver that person so they don't feel that anymore and I feel like that only comes once you truly surrender to God. Pastor Carlo, what do you think? And what, what have you seen that in your 36 years of being in ministry, you know, you've seen the church go from one place to, to today, and it almost seems probably like in a short amount of time because mm -hmm. it's happened so quick. But what do you see that the, big, the biggest difference has been? Um, I definitely see the, the one aspect with the, the worldliness coming into the church. Like, there was never a question, like, if you drank, right. if you're a Christian. It was an absolute no. -no. It was an absolute no. Yeah. Uh, wearing revealing clothes or um, accepting certain uh, aspects of, the, of worldly living. Uh, that was just not even, there wasn't even a question. Yeah. There was no question. Another thing I, I've seen is that the... Um, there's no hunger yeah. like there used to be as far as the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're not even hardly even talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, people, if they had somebody like a minister come and visit, I mean, we would just like sit at their feet and say, what do you do in this situation? Yeah. What do you think about this? And, yeah. and what's been your experience here? And, and you just want to hear. The mindset was to go further. Yes. Yeah. And, and have an interest in, in how does God move? You know, how do you hear God? Right. And um, I see a lack of interest in, in those things. Uh, n nobody asks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Nobody asks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's so, I guess, uh, old school. Old school. Yeah, and, some, and to some it's goofy. To know? some it's weird, it's, it's strange, but yet it's still in the Bible and we can't take out. We can't, the right. Bible's not a menu to where I can choose, pick and choose what right. I want. And so that, it, the purity of living... And how to live a Christian, you know, like the question used to be, how do I live this life? Yes, yeah. How do I, how do I please God? Yeah. How do I, how do I hear from God? How often do you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how often do you hear that anymore? Right. And it, it's just a lack of interest mm -hmm. because like you said, the world has so infiltrated. Right. 
the, the body of Christ that we are so pulled by social media and so pulled by the, the uh, attractiveness of the world that the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the miraculous and, and the, uh, you know, are just old school. It's just like, it, it probably doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. And now we can tell the difference sometimes between the church and the, world, and the worldly way of living. Exactly. The old way of living. It almost doesn't look like there's a difference because we've allowed it so much. Right. The hunger's gone. Yeah. The hunger for the holiness is gone. And, but I believe God's going to restore that. And people will again begin to uh, seek, you know, because the Bible says the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are to be sought after. They're to be desired. You know, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is to be desired. Um, so I, that, that's, a, that's a shocking difference. Um, there's been a lot of falling away. Um, the Bible says the apostasy will come before the Antichrist comes, and mm. we're seeing the apostasy of yeah. even a nationwide that we are changing things and and the things that God has been absolute about that has been now questioned: is this really right or wrong? Is this you know? And the absolutes also have yeah. changed um, as far as the world is concerned. It doesn't change with God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, so He never changes. So um, that's what I've seen in the last 36 years. Yeah, and we talked so much today just about what, what impact the church should have. You know, we, we look at what it, what it did back in the day, what it's doing now, and then what it should have. So I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you, Will, why does the church tend to have such an opposite effect on people than it should? It, you know, it almost seems like, you know, we're supposed to be out in the community trying to reach the community because out of love. You know, since the Bible says faith working through love in Galatians 5, 6. So why, why does the church sometimes have the opposite effect on people? And sometimes it seems so repelling. Sometimes it seems not inviting, um, powerless. All the things that we know that the church should be, yet we see the opposite. The first part is, in a worldly sense, nobody wants to be told that they're wrong. Nobody wants to be told that they're doing wrong things or that what they're doing is not acceptable. I think it's probably more prevalent today than right. it has ever been in the history right. of the planet. Um, so people feel like coming to a church is going to go find people to tell them how wrong they are. Right. Um, and I think on some level, pretty much everybody has to know that there are things that should be not in the You would think so. <laughs> I think there's a very strong spiritual aspect. Yeah. I mean, there is an enemy, and it's in the Bible, so there's no getting around it. And right. they don't want people in right. the church. They don't want people moving up in their relationship with God or making changes or leaving those lifestyles, they want them right where they're at, and so they will play off of um, every reason why going to church just won't work out this time. Right. Because uh, it doesn't come across as somebody barring your way, it comes across as, you know what, I'm a little too tired today, or, well, I don't like this one person in a congregation of 200, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to not go today. Right. Um, so I think it's, it's a balance of they don't want to feel guilty or ashamed. They don't want to feel shame for even the shameful things in their lives. Um, mm -hmm which also kind of comes back to shaming people isn't the purpose of the church. Right. No one's answer so far has been the purpose is to shame people. Right. I mean, teaching them, loving them, correcting them, but at no point did shaming people. Right. And I think that false perspective of that's what I'm inviting myself to. Like, right. I'm headed to go get ridiculed for two hours on Sunday for these things right. in my life. Um, and there may have been churches that have kind of fed into that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's why instead of churches pulling people in, they, they meet this just literally supernatural resistance to yeah. getting people in the doors. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's huge, and it's something you mentioned earlier as well, is that there has to be balance. 
And yes, we have to, we have to accept people when they come through the door, but we have to remind them of what the Word of God says. And we have to hold up the Word of God as the standard as to how we live. And that we can come in how we are, but there must be change. And, it, it, and God looks for change and changes the heart. Jordan, why does the church tend to have the opposite effect on people? I believe that a lot of what's televised is the problem because you feel like you have to be regulated, you feel like you have to maintain the influx of money, of fame, of notoriety, you can't handle the level of criticism that comes with it, you cannot bear the fact of, you know, insulting somebody or hurting somebody and we have <clears throat> trans we have transformed as a, as a society from that convicts me to that offends me yeah and now we have churches that you know hordes of people go to that are good that are good churches mm -hmm. but the churches that want to televise you know that you can do anything, you can still go to heaven, God loves you. It's just, you know, what kind of gospel, you know, are, are really, are they, are they, you know, showing? Right. So I think... There the, has to be a reason Jesus flipped over the table. <laughs> exactly. You <know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either, either, you know, either we're going to be held accountable or we're not. Right. And I think that, one, the biggest problem is, is the churches that are being televised today. They are... In essence, part of the reason why you know, people don't want to go to church. Well, I mean, geez, if everything is permissible, then I don't need to go to church. Mm -hmm. I can go to church online. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, you know, send my, you know, thank you or, you know, we, we call them creasters. You know, you go on Christmas and Easter, so creasters, <laughs> and I've done my duty for for the year, and God's happy. But it doesn't work that way. So I also think that a lot of people don't want to be held accountable to a certain lifestyle that they don't want, but they know is right. I also think yeah. that it would hurt a lot of people's theology yeah. and religion right. Right. to go all the way. You don't want to talk about the gifts. You don't want to talk about speaking in tongues. You don't want to mm -hmm. talk about demonology. You don't want to talk about you know, heaven or hell even, mm -hmm. you don't want to talk about sin. Right. And because they don't want to be held accountable, right. they like their lifestyle. So I think that it's twofold. One, people are happy to go to churches where they're not held accountable, but then you have, that also sets a bad precedence mm -hmm. for other churches that really love God, believe the whole Bible, and want to see change in their communities. So really, the smaller churches are up against a bigger fight than just the community. They're up against these other mega churches that are, are you know, they, they basically have a huge voice mm -hmm. for Christians who are wanting to stay lazy and stagnant. And, you know, I think that that's, that's a big problem. Yeah. Um, so, Christina, I wanted to ask you before we close, why do you see that the church sends out the opposite effect? Something you mentioned earlier is that, you know, it didn't really, some churches in the past didn't really bring results. Um, you kind of went there with an expectation of some sort of whatever in whatever capacity, but left with it unmet. And, and, and 
I know that can play a part as to why, you know, why some churches don't have the impact that they should. I guess for me personally, there there was a time when I I literally chose not to, and it was my own personal guilt because I I was choosing to, you know, live a certain lifestyle and choosing mm-hmm. yeah. to not. I knew what I should do, what I should have been doing, right. but I literally chose not to. Yeah. Sometimes it's not the church, sometimes it's us. Exactly. It was me. Uh-huh. My own guilt uh, yeah. was so prevalent that I felt like I couldn't go. Like, it, I, I wasn't good enough, and, you know, I, I've done too much wrong now, and I, you know, there's no going back kind of thing. Uh, but when I was finally ready to, to let that go and to, you know, to turn it all around, yeah, it, I mean, my life, everything turned around. And yeah. it was, it was instant. It wasn't, um, it didn't take time. It wasn't a process. It was, wow, everything is different yes. now. And right. all of those choices that I was making and, and everything, they weren't, it wasn't even a, a question anymore. Like, I, I didn't, want to go back to that lifestyle because um, I guess the the way that he came in and flooded my life was was way better than than yeah. where I was at at the time yeah. so it was just me it was it was my own personal guilt and my own personal thought process that I, I can't I can't go back mm-hmm. that's good so, that's good yeah so in closing, uh, I, I feel like today we've been able to give some good advice to someone that might be looking for a church. Um, and, 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 that, and that being said, if you are looking for a church, Victory Church is a, an, an amazing church. Um, I, myself, I, I didn't grow up going to this church, but I felt that God called me to this church, and it's been the best, one of the best decisions of my life, and, and, the, and something I would never never dream of, of taking back or having it been any other way. Um, Pastor Gerald, before we close, is there anything that you want to add? Yes. Um, I would like to say that if we have the wrong expectations or uh, unreal expectations of a church, we're always going to have we're going to have a, an experience of that will be opposite to what we, we think. Uh, yeah, we, if we come with our own agenda, uh, God, number one, will take that agenda and and put it aside and show us that he has a better agenda for our lives. Yeah, yeah. So we, we need to we need to come to God with uh, with uh, a sense of uh, uh, decentralization, you know. We want to make everything about us, you know. I am the important thing. And and we need to change that into God is the most important thing. He will take care yeah. of me his way. When I lay my hope on God, then He does what He yes. wants to do. And then I will not be disappointed That's right. yeah. with that church that allows you know, God to be the center. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. I, have, I, I, I cannot be the center of my life. God has to be the center of my life. Jesus, my Savior, my Lord has to be the center of my yeah, life. Then everything starts working out God's way, right. not my way. Right. Putting God first. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I come to church because I have a problem with my way. Mm-hmm. 
I need something that is better than my way. Yeah. And God has the perfect way yes. and he knows how to fix my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for meeting today. I really appreciate you guys coming out. It was an awesome experience to get to talk to you guys about these things, your different fun. experiences. It, it, it's going to be good going forward. And, I, and for all the listeners, definitely stay tuned in for what we have in the coming weeks um, as we put out more and more topics that are going to help us make the right decision and follow God's plan for our life. Thank you, guys. Today's podcast was brought to you by Victory Church in Warsaw, Indiana. As always, thank you for listening. And tune in next time where we'll be discussing the importance of preparing to come to church and what kind of mindset we should have when going before the Lord. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for daily content.